free safety who probably can line up just about all 11 positions on the defense, Jimmy Ward. Jimmy, how's it going? How is Arizona treating you? You adjusting well? Yeah, you know, it's treating me pretty good. Uh, you know, just relaxing in the hotel, taking it one day at a time. I feel like that's all you can do this year, just take everything one day at a time. It's been quite the year uh, in general for just about everybody. But you call yourself a homebody. So is this a drastic change for you, or is it pretty much just like business as usual? Yeah, I would say business as usual. Uh, I don't do much anyway. Uh, and since, you know, it's been COVID season, that's what I like to call it. You know, I can't do any of my hobbies, so... Just sitting, watching film, probably read a book, uh, something, do something, occupy my time. What books are we reading right now? The Greatest by Ali Muhammad. That's his pretty cool book. Okay. Did we bring any gaming systems out there with us? What did we bring to help pass the time? Halo, Xbox. Uh... <laughs> That's, that's, I think that's the only game I've been on, Halo, and reading the book and watching film. So, okay. very simple. Very simple guy, simple guy. Okay. Um, speaking of you being a simple guy, I remember the last time you and I talked, I believe it was right before the season, and you were telling me how this offseason you took on yoga, and you feel like that was really beneficial in just your health. Uh, are you still doing the yoga thing, and are you still reaping the benefits? You can say I'm still doing yoga. Igaskyu, that's part of yoga, stretching. So, you know, 49ers, you know, I, I know, kind of got Elliot for that. So they set that up. So that's really it. Okay. All right. Well, I want to jump back to, I mean, everybody's been kind of talking about it and I'm going to jump on it too. But two weeks ago, you had that really big game against the Rams where you were for, you forced a career high two forced fumbles. But then after the game, you spoke with the media and you really didn't make a big deal of it. You were just like, you know, you know, it's, it is what it is. That was last game. You're already looking ahead. And you brought up a story of during the postseason, it was a conversation with Emmanuel Sanders. And I just want you just to kind of reiterate that story for us. And, and what did he say that stuck with you to today? Uh, you know, I was excited. Uh, I wasn't that excited, but, you know, I was, you know, you, when you're in the moment, you know, you got your, you know, your LeBron face, ah, you know, I'm doing this, I'm, you know, all that, you know, feeling yourself. And then he was just like, yeah, do that shit again, you know, do that shit again next game. So, and it kind of stuck with me because, you know, I understand what he was saying. Uh, basically, stay consistent. That is the the goal. Um, you said that you still haven't gotten any interceptions, so you didn't see what the big deal was about forcing two fumbles. Uh, what constitutes a good season for Jimmy Ward? Not looking at record or looking at postseason, but what is it that you can do that you're like, all right, I'm proud of this. Like this is this is good for me. Some touchdowns. If I can score on defense twice, maybe. Three interceptions in the game, something like that. Some big time like that. But I'm still working. I'm striving to get there. Uh, it'll come. Okay. I'm definitely excited to see that. I know uh, 49ers fans would definitely be excited as well. Okay, so as you were talking, you were during media availability. It feels like you thrive off of proving naysayers wrong. 
like it lights a fire under you. What is that? Is is that a true assessment? I feel like I feel like everybody does. Like if somebody tell you right now, like you know, Kiana, you know, you're not good at doing your job. I don't I don't feel like she. <laughs> I don't feel like she talks right. I don't, you know, you, you, you'll take that person and be like, what? I feel like I'm the, I'm, I'm the best at this. Like, you know, everybody loves me. Everybody loves Kiana, you know? But, you know, so that's how I feel, you know, when it comes to football. It's, um, I'm just saying, it's, and then, it's a, it, like I said, it's a, it's a lead. It'll, it'll humble you. Uh, this lead, uh, you can feel yourself one day and you can go and pra- get in practice and a guy, you know, get you on a route and this and that. And it, this guy could be on scout team. And I just feel like is it makes you it makes you look in the mirror uh, and tell yourself, yeah, okay, I got to be right. I got to get on it. And I just feel like that's what type of guy I am. Like, I never take anybody for granted. Uh, and when I look at some of the comments, you know, there's something I feel like everybody needs, like, and then you got to know how to ignore it, too. But, like, sometimes I might comment back, say something to a fan, you know. I try to, you know, keep it all PG. Sometimes it may get rated R. And you know, some people get sensitive, want to repost it. Oh, Jimmy Ward said this. Like, come on, bro, I'm human, man. Like, come on. If you say something, I'll say something back. I don't care how old you are. <laughs> like, come on, man, you're you a man when you say it on Instagram or social media. Let me say something back to you. It's like, it's all fun and games. It's still a game at the end of the day. But to me, it's more than a game, so I take it personally. I like it. And it reminds me of what you said. You play how you talk. You talk how you play. I'm feeling the intensity. And, and yeah, it's, and when I and, and just you know to kind of clear that, some people probably didn't know what the hell I was talking about. But when I <laughs> what I meant by that is like when I, I talk passionate, like I can get real passionate when I talk, and that's how I play. You know, because when you love something so much, you're passionate about it. So when I'm talking about football, I'm passionate. I, I can sense it 100% through this conversation, but you're, listen, we're talking about there's the naysayers, but your production has not gone unnoticed, particularly cornerback uh, fellow or your cornerback, Richard Sherman. He called you one of the best safeties in the NFL. Uh, just you guys being together these last three years, what's it like playing alongside a guy like Sherman? What has he brought to this team? Oh, it's cool, man. It's just smart guy. Uh, natural born leader, uh, savvy, uh, just, uh, he kind of helped me slow the game down even more. Uh, and then just having him on the field is just, uh, he, he's on his own island. And then, you know, having the other, JV when he's over there, Spoon when he's over there, uh, and uh, I'm missing one, Emmanuel, when he's over there, you know, they do their thing too. But like Sherm, just on Sherm's side, like a lot of quarterbacks doesn't test Sherm, like, they won't even throw to that side. They try to throw to the side, and if you pick it or getting close to pick it, they're like, oh, you know what? So, you know, that cuts the feel in half for me as far as the safety. It took me a minute, you know, to trust that. You know, you, you know, yeah, you know that's sure, but at the same time, you know, I, it's a feel thing too. And then once I feel and I realize, like, hey, quarterbacks really don't throw to that side. So, and that's when you can cheat the game. And that's what I meant by slowing the game down. Okay. You kind of know where, where the quarterback want to go with the ball. All right. Film study helps helps that too, but you know. <laughs> so having the, having a Sherm on the field also helps you benefit from the situation as well. I like that. Hopefully, we can get those uh, three interceptions in a game having Sherm on the field with you. So, you know, throwing it out there. <laughs> it may come. It may come. 
Hey, speak it in the six. Exactly. That's what we're doing here on the unscripted podcast. Okay. So Sherm isn't the only person who spoke really highly of you, your defensive coordinator, Robert Sala. He made a very lengthy soliloquy. Is that soliloquy? It was really long. It was a long bit on you and what makes you so special. Well, I remember what he said and it stood out. He said, you're the ultimate utility knife and you've rewritten the book on what the 49ers want in a safety moving forward. Did you hear his comments about you, and if you did, or if you didn't, you heard it now. What do you make of it? I heard it. Uh, I'm splattered. <laughs> I'm saying it's cool, man. You know, uh, I think highly of Kosala too, and you know, I appreciate the comment. Uh, I wish I didn't have to be <laughs> somewhere you just stick in and inspire. I wish I could have just got good at one position, but I don't take anything uh, for granted. Uh, I'm glad I went through everything I went through because it made me made me better. And everything was a learning learning experience. Like when I was younger in the league, me getting hurt means I should, probably should have took care of my body. Me being in different positions, so I'm kind of in different positions now, but I play safety, you know, you tagging the safety on there, but I'm kind of nickel and kind of at corner. You know, I, I realize I'm the reason why corners don't really come over like that. You know, normally you see corners bump over and follow certain guys, but you don't really kind of do that if you got safeties that can cover. Um, but I guess that's what it, that's what he means. And probably the reason why I've been on the 49ers for, for seven years, because if they can find somebody to replace me, I would have been gone with the amount of injuries I have. I'm just saying, just be real. It's the business side of the game. Like, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not a fool. I know how this goes. <laughs> They always yeah. speak so highly of you. Even I remember when Kyle Shanahan said if he could wear one player's jersey, it would be your jersey. Uh, so, wait, speaking of seven years, are you the longest tenured player on the roster now? Like, that has been with the 49ers? Yeah, I don't feel like that, though. No? No, I don't feel like that. This just came to mind right now. Do you have, like, a favorite memory over your last seven years? This is this should be celebrated. Like, I... You deserve an award for being the longest tenured here right now. I don't feel like that. I can't. I can't even. I can't fake it, Keon. <laughs> I don't feel like that. I don't. I don't feel that type of love, like how, how I saw. So I, I gotta still. I gotta work. Uh, I gotta keep working. I don't, I don't feel like that to me. I respect it. I respect it a hundred percent. I want to go back to Sala really briefly. Just who he is as a person and who he is as a coach. What is it about his coaching style that who knows, could be next year or down the line, but what is it about him that could potentially make him a great head coach in the future? Uh, he's a player's coach. Uh, he listens to the players. You just got to go and talk to him. You know, he'll listen to you. And then, you know, uh, he respects respects everybody. Uh, he tried to get everybody involved in the game, and he kind of knows his players, uh, knows uh, the strength and the weakness, uh, and he tried to adjust adjust to whatever type of players he has and he try to piss us in the best call uh, as possible and uh thinking he's a natural born leader too i love his energy very exciting at least you know he's passionate about football <laughs> a big thank you to our partner microsoft surface microsoft surface plays a huge role in preparation and game day for the san francisco 49ers and as a proud partner in the preferred laptop of the San Francisco 49ers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools needed to succeed both on and off the field.
That's 110% accurate. I think like one of my favorite things to watch is when there is a big defensive play and the way Sala reacts is incredible. But you love seeing a coach like that with that much energy and passion. You said it perfectly. Okay, I want to touch on, we talked about you. I want to show some love to some of your teammates. But let's start off with, you brought him up a little bit earlier, Jason Verrett, JV. What is it like having a guy like him on the field? And then just him as a person knowing his battle to get back on the field. Oh, man. Uh, it's like, man, it's, it's, you know, I came out with him. We got we all got drafted. So I, I watched him coming out. You know, I used to watch his highlights. So I already knew what he could do. So he just had to trust his, trust his injury, man. It's like it's it's hard to trust your injury, and then especially like when it when he when he got back, you know, I used to always tell him, like, man, you got to trust it. And like sometimes, you know, your mind may be ready to go, but your body may not be ready because you know I dealt with injuries and stuff. So we had a few talks, and I know once he started trusting, like this year, he trusted his knee, and I seen him making all the plays because he was making them plays in camp and and OTAs and stuff. Wasn't the OTAs this year, but. And uh, I knew, like, I knew JV, he didn't lose a step. He just had to he just trust his knee. And when he trusted, man, he's, he's phenomenal. Like, you, you see him out there, man, man coverage. Like, he, like I said, he could follow corners. He could follow the number one, one wide receiver around if he wanted to. But you don't got to in this defense. You know, I'm going to help out a little bit. But he, he should be all pro corner this year and pro bowl too. Like, I don't think very highly of him. Uh, and then he, he he came a long way. Like, I know the type of injuries he dealt with. Like, it was tough from a guy to, to play so high in his league and get hurts and have those setbacks. Like, it's – and I know, I know, I probably know that it probably made him depressed and this and that because it's like you're used to this a certain you know play style and you can't move like how you want to because you know an injury. So I'm just happy he, he's doing great and I look like he's in it. and I hang with him uh, sometimes. Go out and get something to eat with him and you know I can just tell the way he talks and the way he walks around that uh, that. He, he feels back to 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 him to his old self. Sorry, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> but I he feels it. back new, like he used to be. What about Tarverius Moore? That was a guy that maybe you know last February ish. You were saying if the 49ers don't keep me, T Moore is who needs to be in this spot. What have mm -hmm. you seen from him developing in another year? T Moore. Uh... Tiggity, that's, well, that's what I call him. Uh, he's fast, instinctive player, uh, tall, lanky, uh, athletic, uh, just just somebody that he's a ball hawk, too. If you put him in the right position, like, he can get you the ball. That's one thing about it. And then he's powerful, too. Like, I seen him hit a guy, and the guy went back. It's like, uh, I, he squats. Like, I know I squat a lot, but I feel like Timor can squat more than me and power clean more than me. And he jumps higher than me. So, you know, he's af athletic, gifted. And then, you know, he's from the South, so probably from the country, too. So, probably where you get it, get it from. <laughs> but, uh, no, man, he, he's a great player, man. And then years to come, he's only going to get better. I love it. Okay, so one thing that's really fun is that when I, you know, I'm prepping to get you on the podcast, you know, sometimes I'll dig into you guys' team bios and find out things that I might not have known about you. Like, I know we've discussed, like, your thing with cheese fries plenty of times, but this is something that I found out. So correct me if I'm wrong, but on the day you were selected by the 49ers in the first round of the 2014 NFL Draft, 
you drove three hours to New Orleans to buy your mom a new purse for her birthday. Is that true? And give me, if so, give me a little background on the story. Yeah, because uh, I know my mom asked me and was like, uh, yeah, you want people to come over when you get drafted and this and that? Because it was the first round. I'm like, you know, it's. I felt like I was going to go the first round because I felt like I was the best safety in the draft. But at the same time, I had two safeties that was coming out as a junior. So it's like I couldn't compete against them in the senior bowl. So I was like, ah, I, mean, I might get drafted into the first. So getting in second, like, I don't know. It depends, you know, depends on how to, uh, how to uh, dice roll. Uh, but I told my people, like, nah, you know, I don't want nobody coming. Then I heard some people's coming out of town and this and that. I'm like, man, bro, I don't, don't, I'm not trying to be bothered. And so I drove three hours in New Orleans to get my mama something because I never got a gift, especially something that was uh, costly like that, expensive. Uh, so I said, you know, I'm going to drive. Didn't, I thought it was going to be like two hours, but we got back in the middle of the draft. You know, people was calling me. So I got back and see a bunch of – I seen just the house and the yard full of cars. I'm like, man, what the – they were going on. So I got back and it was like pick 22, 23. And I was like, and I ended up, as uh, soon as I got there, it was like, what, a couple of picks went by. I'm seeing all these people. My head started hurting then when I seen all the people. And then I ended up, I was in the room. I was in the room with my parents and stuff. So then all of my other family was in the back, in the living room, dining room, uh, uh, well, the den. They was in the den watching the uh, big screen TV. So I ended up getting a call. And it was Trent at the time, Trent Bokey. And they was like, hey, you know, you ready to be a nine and this and that? We're going to draft you with this next pick. And I'm like, cool. So I told I told my parents, like, hey, don't say nothing about it. We just going to let them see it in the back, you know, when, when they announce it on TV. Soon as I got off the phone with the man, they going to scream, and he going to get drafted. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I just told you not to say that. <laughs> you know, they was excited. So, man, my head was hurting that whole day. And I think that's when the draft got pushed back. So, I was like, I had to leave out that next morning, so I, I didn't even go to sleep. And then I had the biggest suit on during my interview. Like, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> yeah, everybody talk about that around the stadium. Like, they, I, I was like, oh, so y'all was talking y'all was talking smack like that behind my back? But they let me know, though. But it was funny, though, because I did have a big suit. I was like, oh, it's 2014. You know, you, you could have got a little fitted. I was like, man. I didn't even think about getting a suit. Like, I would have wore, like, a T-shirt. Like, I'm, I'm from the South, man. Like, I don't care too much about it. But I had a big suit on. You know, a few people joked about it. and this and that. But, hey, it's, it's a memory. And I'll uh, probably always remember that moment. You know, most likely I will, you know, first round. I have a lot of comments to say, and I hope I remember everything. Well, one, I, that was a great story. I love hearing guys' draft stories because everybody has a different experience. Um, some people are out on a boat. I forgot somebody two years ago was on a boat and then somebody missed the call. So it's exciting to hear these draft stories. But um, two, we're going to have to find a photo of you in this suit. Do you have a photo of your draft day suit? <laughs> oh, it's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it is on the internet. <laughs> You'll find it. It's not hard to see. <laughs> Perfect. We will have that up in the video portion of this podcast. Speaking of style, I, I guess your style has developed over the last few years because you're a pretty stylish guy, and I can't help but to look at the shirt you're wearing. So for everybody that is listening in, detail what's going on on the shirt. Where'd you get it from? What are, what's going on over here? Oh, got it from Target, one of my favorite stores. <laughs> I always get shirts from Target. Yep, yep. Did you I'm not take off the tag, guy. Jimmy? Hmm? Is the tag still, you still have the, the size tag on? No, on the front. 
the oh yeah yeah i just got a shower so it's brand new okay it's so a brand new shirt all right yeah, so tlc you know no I don't want no scrum. Scrum is a man. He's got his TLC shirt on, repping it from Target. It looks good. I like it. All right. Bet. So before I let you go, because as much as we would love to continue to talk to you, I know you have stuff to do and Halo to play. So when we wrap up our unscripted podcast, we always have to finish talking about one of my favorite topics, which happens to be food. So we usually correlate an item from the team that you're playing against, and we build a 49ers burrito, pizza, whatever it might be, using your, you know, your teammates. But we're going to do things a little differently because I, I guess Texas, Dallas is known for its barbecue. Are you a barbecue guy? Yeah, not on pizza. Not on, no, no, not on pizza, but just in general, you're a barbecue guy. Yeah. Perfect. All right, this is how we're going to do this. If you went to a barbecue restaurant and you could order five items, tell me what five items that would be. I'm ribs. Questions. Okay, we got ribs. Baby back. Make yeah. sure you cook it enough. Oh, okay. I, need, I need the meat to slide off the bone. Okay. That this is actually this is gonna make a lot of sense in why I'm asking that. So I'm glad you said that. Okay. What else? Uh mac and cheese. Mac, gotta have the mac. Okay. And it can't and it can't be dry. Everybody can't make it. You gotta know you gotta be cheesy. A little, a little liquid cheese too. Some you yeah. you gotta know how to know what you're doing. Stove top or baked? Oh, say that again. Stove top or baked? Mac and cheese. Uh, I'm a bake. I'm a bake guy. You gotta do both. Both if okay. you know what you're doing. Okay. Okay. I see where uh, you're going. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we have ribs, mac and cheese. What else? Uh baked beans. Okay. Sweet. With a little, you know, put a little put a little red meat in that, a little hamburger meat, and a little onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're doing. You're right. Yet again. Yeah, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh All right. Two more. Okay, two more. Oh man, this is tough. Oops. This that Whatever what you else? Want to There's a reason I'm at asking a, this. At a at a barbecue place, right? Yep, we're at a barbecue place. So if you want to throw on another meat, you can. Or you can go a different route. And you're saying I'm at a store if I or if I, am I at like oh family reunion, a kickback, because let's say we're at the family reunion. That's where like, you know. Hey, I need a cup. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I gotta enjoy myself. All right, I need so a cup. We'll, we'll have a, an adult beverage. That's, yeah, okay. That's that's a good way to say it. Okay. All right, okay. and then one more thing. Corn on cob, grilled corn. Perfect. That was really good. Good answer. All right, so this is what we're gonna do. So you gave me five items: your ribs, your mac and cheese, your baked beans, your adult beverage, and your corn on the cob. For each item to make the perfect barbecue plate, you're going to correlate each item with a position group on the roster. So with our barbecue plate, which position group would represent the ribs? Uh, I would say, I'll say the, uh, the DBs, cornerbacks. You know, because they're they're more skinny. You see ribs. You can see the obliques. 
I guess. They're <laughs> more cut. And you can see, you probably can see more definition. They bones poking out. Okay, okay. I think I'm picking this up. Okay. Let's go to the mac and cheese. Who's the mac and cheese of this 49ers barbecue plate? Oh, man. Cheesy. Oh, I might definitely have to go D line. Ooh, why the D line? Um, I don't know, because it's kind of like a gassy food, fatty food. So I hate to call them fat, but they're they're bigger. You know, they gotta have they got more fat than the DBs and linebackers. So <laughs> I'm gonna say get them the mac and cheese. Okay. All right. All right. I'll I'll take that one. Who's our baked beans? Okay, so oh baked beans. Baked beans. Dang. Uh, I guess I'm gonna have to go linebackers. That's beans, protein, I guess, and it's kind of fatty a little bit. So baked beans. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna finish it off with the last one. But who's our corn on the cob? Dang, I wonder what I should have said. I guess I'm gonna have to go say safeties. Okay. Corn on the cob. That's not bad. Corn on the cob. It's a Dang. vegetable. It's a vegetable. Yeah, safeties. You need it. Yeah, you need right. it. Yeah, takes takes longer to digest. Uh, I guess we're a little bigger than corners. Well, not in our system, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, some some sages are bigger than corners, and I'm bigger yes. than a few of our corners. Okay. All right. Cool. Who are we finishing this off with? Who is our cup? Who is our adult beverage to enjoy ourselves at this 49ers picnic and our 49ers? Barbecue spread. The coaches. <laughs> Why the coaches? Uh, I don't know because I'm, I'm pretty sure they they enjoy themselves after the game after every win. I agree, as as we all should, and, and I hope that you guys are definitely enjoying yourselves after Week 15. Uh, wishing you all the best of luck out there. Appreciate you stopping by the Unscripted Podcast. Jimmy Ward, uh, we shall tap chat soon. Don't be too much of a stranger, okay? Let's do this again sometime. All right, Cam. Thank you. <laughs>